Hello, good morning, hi. <laughs> Welcome back to Just To Be Nominated from Hollywood Magazine. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this fine podcast. Follow us on all socials at JTBN Podcast. I'm your host, Terry McPherson. And I'm Leo Gold. That's Leo, like DiCaprio, and gold, like an award. Someone's excited. This is your week to shine, if I'm being honest. I, I am sort of shaking, uh, palpitating. Yes. Heart rate is up. It is, oh. in fact, the week of the Oscars. Yes. Hello. <laughs> you know, it is the most exciting week of my year. I've just been injecting deadline articles and Hollywood magazine articles directly into my veins. Wow. <laughs> Does a body good. But before we get into all that good, fun chit chat, what are we nominating today? I personally, I'm nominating the parking enforcement of West Hollywood, California for not giving me a ticket when I was parked in a loading zone. Was I loading? No. Was I unloading? Wow. Maybe. One time I got a traffic ticket in West Hollywood and the cop had the tightest pants on I've ever seen. Which sort of leads me to something I'm nominating this week, something I'm currently exploring, which is uh, jeggings for men. A new startup called Meggings is making them, and they fit snugly around my butt. Good for you. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Oh, this is my favorite episode of all time. I know. Hello. Bang! Best actress. The race is on. Can you just imagine them galloping in gowns towards the towards the I Oscar? I feel like I'm in the favorite right now. You know, this is what I really get off on. This is my ki- this is my kick. Your pupils have dilated. Beth, you can cut that. Beth is our uh, 19-year-old intern who just moved here from Boise, Idaho, and uh, and she knows enough about us to literally get us fired at any time. You hold my life and career in your hands, <laughs> sweet bee. Okay, let's let's just let's dive in. So we got Florence Hutton with oh, the life and time Lord. of dangerous women. <laughs> Meryl Streep, of course, with Simpatico. Christine Vanderpool, I know you love her son at 44. Dinah Reyes, Those Who Stay. And Riley Audrey with a year in Stockholm. And what a year it was. Okay, so right off the bat, who do you think doesn't stand a chance? This is a very packed year, but it's definitely split into sort of two tiers of nominees in terms of the performances. I mean, we're starting off with sort of, I mean, two powerhouse actresses who are giving so-so performances or good performances in so-so movies and feel like they're getting nominations because of who they are. So the first one is obviously Florence Hutton in The Life and Time of Dangerous Women. I love a period piece. I could watch this woman wear a corset for an hour, two hours, all day, and I would enjoy it. The one thing that's not in danger about this movie is the Academy Award in danger of being won by Florence. (gasps) Scalding, scalding review. She won last year. Nobody repeats except for Tom Hanks and who's the... Oh, I'm definitely missing somebody who did. Luis Rayner. Ooh. Luis Rayner. Pulling out the heat. 1935, 1936. Damn. You know, I agree. I, I could also watch Florence in a corset for two hours. Unfortunately, the movie was three and a half. And <laughs> um, I dozed in and out. You know, I, I couldn't care. But I agree. I agree. I don't think she really stands a chance. I feel like it, it felt like a, a music video yeah. at certain times. It felt almost like um, 1917 was last year where it's like this thing that everyone's supposed to like, but doesn't have any substance to it. It was 1917 
but women, you know, in a kitchen. Speaking of women in a kitchen, uh, it's Meryl Streep in Simpatico. <laughs> Great segue. That yogurt scene where she's yelling at her, her youngest. It felt like Hereditary meets an Activia commercial. And I loved it. I'll, I'll remember it forever. But the yogurt just like kind of pooling in the corners of her mouth. She's crying. She's sweating. I've tried to block that scene out uh, mostly because I hate a heavy cream. <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm going to say to this performance? You don't belong here. <laughs> and then I take a big bite of yogurt. Of yogurt. <laughs> Slam it down. Little bits go flying. That's going to be one of those movies. Has she fully gone into like mommy dearest zone here? Because there was like some real like Faye Dunaway unhingedness to this performance. All right. So we're already in the first tier of your two tier system. I have a grasp of the bottom tier of this, but then there's three ladies left for the top tier. Okay, I'm realizing now that tier was the incorrect metaphor. So I'd like to retract that statement and instead uh, propose the metaphor of a ramp. Oh, so we have just explored the base of the ramp and now we are gently rolling our wheelchairs up the ramp. I love that this metaphor is handicap accessible. I do like that. Oh, it has to be, of course. So as we make our way up the ramp, we find ourselves at the one and only Dinah Reyes in The Amazing Those Who Stay. Oh, Oh, I love this movie. I love her. I would be so happy if they gave it to her. You know, she's a breath of fresh air. She the, the project is like a passion project. She she funded a lot of it. Now, critics went absolutely head over heels for this, and I absolutely can see why. Um, Beth, can we play a little bit of Dinah's big monologue? Critics were absolutely right in calling it authentic and powerful. The only thing going against her right now, I think, because she's won some critics' awards, is that she's not playing ball. And I don't think the Academy is going to like I mean, you know. Definitely there is a bit of like an anti-campaign happening right now. With She's definitely throwing a lot of shade at the Academy. And it's very deserving of that shade, obviously, uh, because it is mostly... Uh, white obviously i i think this movie is just spectacular it has this sort of critical darlingness to it um so this is the only nomination from the movie sure um Oof. sort of in like a you know still alice kind of way but i don't know if dinah is playing the same game that our girl julianne knows how to play after 20 years as an actress because there is a sort of like she's a singer and sometimes the Academy loves singers who come and act, Barbara, and Oof. sometimes it uh, stiffs them, Gaga. Ooh, too soon, <laughs> too soon. So if we're going up, if we're going up your ramp, uh-huh. who, who do we encounter next, like right before the tip top of the first tier? See, I feel like at this point, you and I might disagree. All of our listeners know by now who we're backing. Right. You're Christine Vanderpool all the way. I've been in that Vanderpool corner since I was a child. Honey, okay. I mean, this is her eighth nomination. Okay, she's about to, she's about to EGOT. Wow. Glenn Close, potential, yeah. you know. Sure. You know, it's a one-woman piece based off a of one-woman play about a poet and her journey through cancer. Which you, I believe, if I remember, you saw when you were about seven, yeah. eight. Oh, 
Was yeah. that right? No, I was nine. I'm going to cry. I, every time I think about this, I cry. But um, So I obviously was really big, like you, on BroadwayWorld.com sure. in the forums <laughs> as, as a tot. And so when my mom told me that we were going to New York, she was like, what do you want to see? Do you want to see Lion King? And I said, no, I want to see Sonnet 44. So as a nine-year-old, <laughs> I sat there and my mom was like, what the f- fuck am I taking you to? And she won the Tony for it and she won a Grammy for recording of the poems. So this is a real like potential. She's already has an Emmy. Okay, but I I am with you here. I think I would be happy if she got it. This is a potential EGOT moment and the narrative is right and let's give it to her. She, This woman is one of the icons of American film. So Academy, give the woman what she's due. So let's play a moment of her big scene and not to spoil it, but I'm sure you've seen the clips already and the memes. This is where she breaks down in the poetry slam down. I see you all laughing. I see you all laughing. Yes, all the way in the back. What, you've never seen a completely bald woman recite a sonnet? You've never seen a woman remove everything that makes her a woman and be left with nothing but a pair of rhymes. I feel sorry for you. I truly feel so sorry for you that you'll never experience nakedness like this. Poetry is the tasteful nudity of literature. Well, ooh. I mean, tell me you can't listen to this and not cry. See, and I have to play devil's advocate here. Okay. I do. I'm sorry. Riley Audrey. Riley Audrey. Let's say it together. Riley Riley Audrey. Audrey. Yes. A young starlet. That some might say is at the top of this ramp. I don't know. That's the thing about a ramp, you know? Like, sometimes people can roll back (laughs) to the middle of the ramp. Riley Audrey, you can't ignore her. She's at the beginning of her career, sure. But her performance... Well, you're forgetting that she's known worldwide by many teens for that... um, CW show or whatever where she played a dead teenager. Okay, you give it more credit than that. The Grim Reapers. What do you mean credit? I was giving it quality television for anyone of any age. I I mean, it is marketed towards teens. I think we as a culture, I mean, there's so many adults who read YA, uh, which I obviously think is horrific for our culture, but I, I don't attack it. I let people like what they like. Did you give all seven seasons of this show a chance? I'll rewatch it with you anytime. This show was so ahead of its time. It was sexy. It was violent. I think I'm Riley Audrey all the way with a year in Stockholm. She has that Midwestern upbringing. You know, she was in Hollywood like six months before she got Grim Reapers. There's definitely sort of like a Jennifer Lawrence from the Bill Ingvall show to Winter's Bone sure. in this performance. I get that narrative. I, it's just There's obviously a performance I love in this movie. It's just not necessarily hers. It's Lori Kurtz's. Wow. Uh, my icon, my idol, one of my favorite actresses of all time, who plays the captor. The captor. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, you know it's, it's based on a true story uh, of Anna Marie Highsmith. <laughs> Harrowing story. Who was on vacation, taken captive by a woman, and then she fell in love with this woman, played by Laurie Kurtz, and agreed, great performance. But Riley just, I don't think anyone saw her performance coming. I don't think Riley even saw her performance coming because she apparently got added to the movie like a week before it started shooting. See, I heard this too, Michelle Leander. Michelle Leander was like rumored. She, there was that whole Deadline article announcement with Michelle, and then getting fired and re, your best friend gets hired in your place. Like, that's like if you 
you got hired to be the head of the Hollywood Foreign Press, and then you got fired, and I got hired to be the head of it. Ooh. Like you would, you would like murder me. <laughs> I can't confirm this. I feel like they had a falling out when Michelle left the show season two. She left Grim Reapers, and I don't even know why. They just wrote her off. You know, I don't watch trash TV. <laughs> wow, here we are again. So I'll just have to take your word for it. But back to Riley, this performance was unexpected. That scene where she declares her love to her captor, that is a performance from an actress with deep wells of emotion. I want to hear it. Beth, can we play it? Yeah, Riley's part. I know what I said, but please don't go. I, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. I don't know how to be alone. For so many weeks on end, it's only been you. My nights, my days, what I eat, what I wear, what I do. You chose all of that for me. Who am I? No, what am I without you telling me? I know I said horrible things, but I see it now. You were right. Everything you did was for me. This girl is playing the game like no one I have ever seen. The Tonight Show, Ellen. She hosted SNL last week. She's hitting all the spots. I don't really love the Academy game, but someone like you knows it's crucial. It could fling her to the top of the heat. Right. And that's why it kind of has like a little bit of a bad taste for it in my mouth. Like she's just really playing the game really hard. It's reminding me like a bit of like Gwyneth in the 90s. and so, Shakespeare. You know, yeah. someone could really like nail this and win an Oscar and that. I mean, I love the Oscars and I want to believe that they are all about the performance. And it's a year like this, if it goes the other direction, will lead me to believe what I've always known to be true, which is it's also about all this other sort of Hollywood bullshit. Sure. Like, I mean, she obviously has like one of the most high powered publicists, Joy Moon, coming in to run this campaign. I mean, basically it's... Like the Ides of March over here with the way this campaign is being run. I mean, they've done everything right. Her co-stars are at the junkets. The director is. I mean, Acid Films and their studio head, Cassandra Choi, are really pushing to make this movie a thing. I just love everything about her story. Even like her real life boyfriend and co-star Oscar De Silva. Is co-star just... from co- co-star from Grim Reapers. Correct. On her arm at all these events. They've been together what like several years now. Uh, it is. It is really something to watch him uh, attempt to act. Uh, beautiful man. God really love him. Man. Oh, it's it's like if you took a jug of protein powder and then just like chiseled. Right. It's like Taylor Lautner 2.0. I'm excited for when he makes the switch to small indie dramas. <laughs> uh, I hope those uh, Grim Reaper checks are still coming. Oh, those kids are doing fine. But Riley actually left the show, which is, you know, good for her. What do you think about her? Oh, oh, we haven't even talked about Eric Larson. I just, I think my brain, I thought about him and my brain turned to mush because he is very, very hot. What is he, Six four. He's just that, that, like, Norwegian, like, I, I don't even know. He makes me melt. That je ne sais pas, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've loved seeing him chum up to our girl, Riley, on all these press junkets, too. Yeah. He's been a really supportive award season partner, if that makes sense. Even though he's, like, not in the running for anything. And sure. And gives kind of, a, kind of a flat performance, as I said in my review. And was hated for by all of his fans. <laughs> we do not have to talk about your review. We won't. Official prediction. Um, I gotta go with my girl. I really think the Academy is gonna give it to the one, the only, 
Christine Vanderpool. Of course. No surprise there. And I agree. Totally set up for success. Would not be surprised. I'm sticking with Riley. And I hate I've you got for that. It. Someone's got to stand up for the girl uh, besides her 12.2 million followers. And we'll find out so soon. So soon. Well, I think that does it for us here in the studio. In the meantime, definitely tune in to the next episode. Hi. Wow. This is heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, it's Terry and Leo here. Um, and I'm sure all of you know by now, Riley Audrey um, did in fact win her Academy Award and shortly after was found dead um, in her hotel room after the ceremony. Um, the police are saying it's a suicide uh, by pills and it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Leo and I were at the after party. We talked to Riley. We talked to everyone involved in that film. It just, something does not add up. I keep thinking it's a dream. Yeah. I literally, I can't. I do feel like I, I definitely have been numb all day, uh, you know, crying on and off. This is definitely the darkest day in, in Academy history, um, not including when Green Book won. I'm kind of at a loss of words, and especially after seeing somebody so full of life um, at that party that we were at. She was a really great actress, you know? It's not, I just don't. You don't buy it. It wasn't a suicide. It wasn't a suicide. You, and I think you know that too. It just, there's no way. I don't know what I know. This can't have been a suicide. Uh, we should, okay, let's listen to that interview uh, she gave on the campaign trail. Beth, can you get Audrey's clip from the campaign trail? Can you tell us a little bit about, like, do you have any sort of acting process or training? Honestly, I kind of got thrown into it because the way my acting career started, you know, just moving out to L.A., young and bushy-tailed and full of, oh, so many possibilities. And I can't say I necessarily, maybe at that age, I thought, oh, for sure it'll work out. But it was still kind of like a stroke of luck, you know what I mean? Like, you never know when your big break is going to be. So for me, I feel like living through it and actually doing the work is kind of... My coaching and my experience, um, of course, on roles that I'm like really, really passionate about, I'll do some off-screen coaching. Um, but for the most part, it's just life experience. You know what I mean? Like being there, living it. Um, yeah. And my process, uh, put on some good tunes and just sit down with a script and a pen and write some notes in. <laughs> if you it know? were that easy, we'd all be giving award-winning performances. <laughs> She makes it sound so easy. She's going to get an Academy Award this year. We she hope so. Pop on some music. Yes. Oh. And I will see you guys next year. Yes, or maybe see you at the Oscars. I don't want to say it. I don't want to jinx it. Not but with- fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to her. How full of life, how eager and just excited she seemed. I know, and I think you know, there is way more to this story. I know we know the facts. We dissected this season left and right all through the year. We have all these interviews. We talked to her publicist. We talked to the director. We talked to everyone involved. There's got to be something there that we missed. And I just like, I kind of vote. We pivot for the next however many episodes it takes. And we we try to connect some dots because this is wrong. This, this girl had such a career in front of her and now she's gone. I can't not do anything. Because I know, I know this wasn't a suicide. I think we owe it to her to, to, to figure some of this out, or at least try. We just have to dig a little deeper. <laughs>